Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severns. I'm the worship pastor at Compass Point, and with me today is lead pastor Paul Eastwood. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. Thank you. Excellent. We are back with Postscript. We've taken a couple weeks off. We were doing some Instagram Live uh, and generally just trying to figure out our lives in the midst of this pandemic, but um, we really love this podcast and love being able to engage with people in this way. Um, for those who, yeah, if you're new to Postscript, we just take a little bit of time. Uh, it's usually me and often Paul or whoever else has preached. And we just kind of talk a little bit about what we've been learning, um, where we're going, just kind of dig in in a way that we can't uh, with just a straight up sermon. And we hope this is an encouragement for you throughout your week as you consider what it is to follow Jesus, um, whether you're well down that path or just kind of exploring it. So that's why we're here. Um, first question, Paul. You bought a pandemic puppy. How's that going? Uh, it's going all right. We're uh, we're starting to settle in these days, which is great. So yeah, um, she's good. doing fantastic. It was uh, puppies are hard, really, really hard. Um, but uh, there are but, some work. But but hopefully we're on the way on the good side of it. So excellent. Well, that that had literally nothing to do with. Uh, Sunday or what we're learning in church, but I figured it was a good way to break the ice, um, get us back. So we are, uh, we've just started our summer series and we, every summer, pretty much every summer, we, we put together a big reading plan um, and we go through a book of the Bible. So why, why do we do it this way? Oh man, this is one of the most, one of the things I love doing at our church. Uh, we've been doing it since I started in my role, I think since uh, 2014 or so. So it's been a while. Um, and, I absolutely love this. It's uh, and the reason we do it is because reading the book is important. Um, yes. You know, a lot of people are going to choose to read all kinds of other books that talk about the Bible, um, and that's great. Uh, but I would just recommend that we don't do that in place of reading. You know, including mm -hmm. podcasts and even listening to sermons. I mean, we got to read the book. Um, the, yeah. You know, one of the ways that Christians have been described over the years is people of the book. And uh, yeah. I remember talking to a friend of mine. This is probably one of the reasons why we started doing this. I had a good friend who uh, one day came to me and we, you know, we were having, I was, he was having a hard time and he came in and confessed to me. He said, you know, Paul, I'm basing my, my entire life on a book that I haven't even read. Hmm. And how many of us is that true for? Uh, I know yeah. there are a few people out there who have read this book uh, cover to cover for, you know, many, many years and many times over. But there are other people who, you know, jump in, jump out. And, you know, if you look back, you're like, I'm not even sure I've read the whole thing. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, as a follower of Jesus, I think that would be a great goal. Uh, no matter where you are, if you're just starting on your journey, um, even if you have questions, uh, getting yep. into this book is going to be absolutely crucial. Dig so, in. Yeah. yeah so that's why we that's why we chose the book and 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 or the reading. And so we've we've created a reading plan, which you guys have seen. Uh, this is available. We're going to have a, on our website a, a kind of a Matthew landing page that will have some downloadable things, uh, some some different materials, different, you know, maybe some songs or links or whatever that will yep. all be to help enhance your read as you go through mm -hmm. the book of Matthew. And, yep. and I would say, Dave, like the book of Matthew tells us the story of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And what a, there's nothing better that we can do this summer than dig back into the life of Jesus uh, he is by far, uh, no matter what you believe about God, he is the most influential person in human history. He's done, yeah. um, you know, so, so he's worth getting to know. So we should read into it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, that's so good. Uh, and I'm so looking forward to, 
to digging in. Um, maybe for people who don't don't have a background in Bible, haven't read much. Um, what is Matthew? Where do we find it? Which part of the Bible is it in? What is it about? Like, what are we doing? Right. Uh, okay. So Old Testament, New Testament. The Bible is, is often divided into two sections. And yep. the New Testament includes uh, what we call Gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, they tell yep. the story of Jesus from slightly different perspectives. And yep. then we have uh, a whole group of books in the Bible called epistles or letters, which were, were lit, written mostly by the Apostle Paul to a bunch of different mm-hmm. churches. And those are the books that you can't really understand or, um, or pronounce because they're always weird church names. Yep. Uh, but the City easy names. That's right. City names. Yeah. And the weird ones, uh, the, the simple ones are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And those are, as I said, the story of Jesus from slightly different mm-hmm. perspectives that give us a better, a better picture of who Jesus was. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, this is a great, great place to start beginning of the new Testament. Um, uh, but Matthew starts kind of funny, right? So we're a couple days in already. Um, it starts with what we call a genealogy, which is, a list of really difficult names. Um, and it's it's kind of weird, right? It's just like, here's a bunch of names from a culture and a time I don't know, and uh, hard to pronounce, hard to read through. It's kind of a discouraging place to start if you can't kind of push through. But but I, I actually, I love it. And and you do need a bit of background. So, so can we just talk for a minute about some of the background of that name? So there's two, it's kind of, it's one list, but it's two lists of 14 names. And it tells us in the first verse that it is, Jesus, the son of Abraham and the son of David. And these are two of our big kind of characters in the Old Testament. So why why is it those two? What is that telling us? Yeah, so one of the things that's really neat about Matthew is this, is this real strong connection to the Old Testament. Matthew yeah. mentions and references the Old Testament more than any book in the New Testament, no, more than any other New Testament author. Um, so, so there are tons and tons of references to the Old Testament. You can see it over and over again in the first couple of chapters. It, this happened to fulfill. This happened, you know, in fulfillment of or fulfill, fulfill, fulfill. So basically all he's saying is that Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. So when yeah. Matthew starts his genealogy, he wants you to know two very important people. Abraham, because he wants you to know that, he's, that Jesus is connected back to the Abrahamic covenant, where God yeah. decided that he was going to pull a people out of history, make them his own, and he was going to treat them and and be their God and lead them and all those kinds of things. Part of that promise to Abraham was that you will uh, not only produce a nation through your offspring, but you'll also bless the nations of the entire world. And mm-hmm. so that story kind of percolates through history all the way to the New Testament, where Jesus is the fulfillment of that. So he's connected to Abraham. And then the second one is David. And the reason David is mentioned is because David was the beginning of the line of kings. And so Jesus becomes the king who would be the king of all kings. And so that's the connection that they wanted to make. So he's part of the kingdom. He is the king uh, through David. And he is the Jewish king, the king of the Jews through Abraham. Yeah. So that's kind of the love- very, that's the very beginning of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, Matthew is a great place to start if you're new to the Bible because it will pull you in all the directions, right? It pulls you back to the beginning. It'll pull you, by the time we get through it, it'll pull you to the end. Um, and this is the thing with the Bible. Even though it's this collection of books written in a couple different languages in uh, over, I mean, a couple thousand years in different countries and different, you know, it's there's these common threads. Uh, and it's why we are a people of the book. It's one of the reasons why we're saying, 
this summer, read, take it up and read it. Like seriously, read your Bible. Um, so really practically for a minute, we, we kind of didn't touch on this. Uh, we're doing this reading plan. How are we asking people to engage? What does it take? What kind of commitment are we actually talking about here? Right. So the commitment is very low. Um, the books of the, 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 the readings for each day will be very short. Um, but the reason that we, it'll be over the next, what, 90 days or 80, I don't know, 60 days. I yeah. can't remember exactly how many yeah. days, a couple of months. of Just readings. over 60 days. But the, what I love about this is that it, the reason that we do our own reading plan, when there's lots of good reading plans out there, you could go and find something on Matthew and, and use that as your reading plan as well. But the reason that we put together our own reading plan is that we get a chance to, to look at what the, the, like how we're going to explain um, or how we're going to preach through the Bible, we're going to see connection points um, uh, to the reading that we've just done. So what I preach on this week, you will be, have already read um, this past week. Yes, you will have read it. And I just want to say like we, so we as a family are doing this around our breakfast table or when we forget at breakfast, like we did today, maybe lunch or when we forget at lunch, possibly dinner. Um, right. Like, the, but the thing is that this is a three minutes of reading. It's not, it's not going to take you forever. Um, it's a, it's a great way just to get into the Bible. Uh, and we're reading this with our kids. Like this is not, it's not really complicated. Um, I would encourage you read it. And as you're reading, allow yourself to ask good questions about it. This is one of the things about the Bible is it's not a book that was meant to be like read and instantly understood. Um, it's a, it's a book that actually is meant to, to help us know God, but also ask good questions, um, know the questions to ask and kind of seek him and find him. So don't feel like you have to be an expert to join us on this adventure. Um, and I would say, if you feel like an expert already, take on the attitude of a beginner and join us on this adventure, right? Like just, just dive in, ask good questions, um, allow the scriptures to speak, uh, in some really profound ways. Um, so, I mean, Paul, you picked the book of Matthew for us this summer. Uh, I mean, it's different than the other gospels, uh, Mark, Luke, and John. It's got some different themes and different things. What are, what are some of the things you're excited about in Matthew that you think we as a church are going to love digging into and learning? Yeah, well, I think, I think some of, you know, one of the things I think is really interesting about Matthew, well, I mean, there's the kingdom the, the feel that we've been talking about, right? So you're going to see at the beginning, there's this idea of what kingdom, and it gets connected back to the Old Testament, like we talked about. Then you're going to say, what does the kingdom look like? And in the book of Matthew, we have something called the Sermon on the Mount, which is where Jesus preached one of his most famous sermons. And we're going to, we're going to slow down for that time. And we're going to read, we're going to do a couple of messages that are all referencing this, what we call the Sermon on the Mount. And the reason is, is because this paints a picture of what the kingdom looks like. And then after that, from after the Sermon on the Mount, the rest of the stories that you see next uh, often connect the King, Jesus, as he brings the kingdom into people's lives. So you see healing and you see yeah. people responding positively and negatively. And then all of a sudden, what we see is Jesus comes into Jerusalem is that the kingdoms clash. And there's this, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of darkness kind of collide. And there's this battle and there's opposition and fighting and all kinds of things that you'll see that happen. Ultimately, as Jesus dies and the resurrection brings in the kingdom and actually culminates in this, in the final sort of, uh, you know, victory over death, which is pretty cool. So we're going to see these themes go all the way through the book. But what you, you know, you're asking, what, are, what, you know, as we read through this, you know, what are the ways that people can do it? I would say 
that be prepared to be surprised because there are moments where mm. you're like, yeah, I'm totally with that Jesus. I love that he's compassionate. I love that he's caring for the poor. But every once in a while, you'll say, wait, really? I mean, does he want us to do that too? Like he talks about sexual purity or he talks about, you know, like um, what, how we handle our money or he talks about things that it's kind of like, I think that's for someone else. Um, but I think what we're going to learn through this is that when we take Jesus as king, we need to actually learn again what his kingdom looks like and what his rule looks like. Because, and we're going to be talking about this as we go into a, a new strategic plan. We want to just be intimately engaged with and knowledgeable, knowledgeable about the way of Jesus. We want to know what mm. the way of Jesus looks like. And the kingdom of God is what the world looks like and what our lives look like if Jesus fully had his way. To me, yeah. that's a compelling picture that I pray we could produce in some small way um, as we align ourselves with the kingdom. It's not something that we mm -hmm. bring in or we set up. It's not our kingdom. It's God's kingdom. Yeah. But as we align to it, it changes the world around us. It literally changes everything. And that's something that mm -hmm. I think we need to get behind. Yeah, and I'm I'm so excited for that. I don't I don't know about you, but um, I know for myself this pandemic has definitely uh, thrown some of my old habits out the window. Like, and not bad habits or good habits, just just like the ways I've been doing things and some of my defaults. Right? I mean, all of a sudden we weren't going to work. We were we had our kids home. Um, everything looks a bit different, um, and and also caused me to stop and to question. Like, okay, am I doing am I doing the things that I want to do? Am I Am I living the kind of life I want to live? And as we kind of come out of this pandemic a little bit, I feel like this is such a great opportunity for us to um, reset and to dig in and to maybe like make commitments to the kingdom that we haven't before, to the king and kingdom. Um, it's interesting, we've been talking with some friends and listening to some podcasts that talk about how often God works in these moments of disruption and we're living in one of these now. Um, and I think, man, if you look at those moments that God works, it's often through people um, pausing and spending time with God and seeing God in fresh ways and hearing his voice or pulling out the old scrolls and reading through them, right? And this is, what, this is what we're saying. If, you know, if you've always kind of followed Jesus, but it's never really sunk in, like dig in with us, really be a part of this, get to know this king and kingdom. Um, and I think it's going to make such a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like as as people, and even myself, I'm speaking for myself, we choose easy every chance we get. You know, we choose yeah. easy over and over and over again. It's it's wired into our DNA. I mean, I mean, in many ways, you know, our our minds want to choose the easy path so that we can put our head towards other things like complex thinking and figuring stuff out and you yeah. know, whatever it is, but. You know, like I think that being knowledgeable about this idea of choosing easy and recognizing when we choose easy, I mm -hmm. think will help us as we go through this. So you may be finding yourself, yes, in these, the pandemic can bring new uh, patterns in our life, but mm -hmm. it can also put us, it can also make us aware of other patterns too. Yeah. You know, when all of a sudden you're yeah. like, wow, how much time do I spend watching Netflix? Or yeah, how much time do I spend on my iPad or whatever it exactly. is? Exactly. And I think in those yeah. places we can say, okay. I know I have a tendency to choose easy because I'm human. So maybe I should start looking for ways to choose uh, the way of the kingdom and the way of Jesus uh, because uh, because that's the way we're wired to work and we'll find yeah. ourselves finding much more joy and, um, and, and 
you know, frankly, peace in the midst of it all. Yeah. And I would, again, just read this with us, please read, read, read. Um, and I mean, maybe, maybe that's listening. Maybe you, I, I know lots of people who would say, I'm not really a reader. And I, in my mind, that's a bit like saying I'm not really a singer. I get it, but I also think, man, part of following Jesus, part of being human, is actually doing these things if we're physically able. Yeah, you were telling um, me about a song. Able, it's a different thing. You were telling me about yeah. a song that you heard from, like, uh, so uh, from a band called Down Here. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's called the Real Jesus, uh, and th- so again, we're we're looking at this this person of Jesus, the most influential person in all of history. And you may have preconceptions. Uh, let, let me just read you the, the first verse in the chorus. Jesus on the radio, Jesus on the late night show, Jesus in a dream, looking all serene. Jesus on a steeple, Jesus in the Gallup pole. Jesus has his very own brand of rock and roll. This is coming from a Christian band. I love that. Watch him on the silver screen, bought the action figurine, but Jesus is the only name that makes you flinch. Oh, can anyone show me the real Jesus? Oh, let your love unveil the mystery of the real Jesus, right? And if you want to get to know the real Jesus, you have to you have to read about him. You have to go back to the sources, and that's what we're doing. Um, so whether you are, uh, you know, all in, been following Jesus for your whole life, or really skeptical and like, I don't know about this Jesus guy, we would love for you to be here. We would love for you to ask really hard questions. Uh, and that's kind of why we do this podcast, right? We'd love to have, man, email me. I would love to stump Paul next week with some really hard questions about Matthew, um, that would be so much fun. So before we go, Paul, any closing thoughts around the book of Matthew uh, and what we're doing? Yeah. I mean, on Sunday, I just talked about this idea of, you know, recognizing that John, the, you know, the John the Baptist, he sort of prepared the way for Jesus. He he cleared mm-hmm. the path so that the king could come in. And and I think sometimes, you know, for us thinking about that in our own life, what does that look like is, is a really important question for us to consider. What does it look yeah. like for me to prepare for the king? Um it doesn't mean that that Jesus won't come unless I'm cleaned up and fixed up and sorted out. Um, that's not the way that Jesus works. Uh, but preparing for the king means being aware of the bigger picture, um, asking the right questions, and you know, putting in ourselves in a place where we can learn and grow. But I would say yeah. that you know, recognizing that the kingdom is um, is a part of God's bigger story. It's not something that we should just pay lip service to. It's not mm-hmm. something that we're born into because of our, our family or, or of origin or the church that we went to. And it's certainly not a game. I mean, this is a matter of life and death. And so I think for us, uh, really digging into this, recognizing that, you know, the kingdom and, you know, it requires a complete reboot. And, you know, for those of us who have chosen to follow Jesus, we've put ourselves in line with the king and under the reign of King Jesus. And so our mm-hmm. goal is to get ourselves in line so that we can reflect his glory to the people around us and be the blessing um, to the nations and to the world around us that Jesus uh, was uh, began at, um, you know, 2,000 years ago. It's pretty cool. I love it. Yeah, it's going to be so good. So uh, we're not going to go any farther today. We're at our time limit, but um, join us in this journey. And we will be back next week with more Postscript. Again, if you've got questions, if... Um, even if you've got ways that you think we could make this podcast uh, better and, and you know help you wrestle through some of what it is to follow Jesus, let us know. We would love to, to be part of that journey with you. Thank you, Paul, and thank you for listening along. We'll see you next week here on Postscript. Postscript.